If you've got some retirement savings, but you can't contribute any more, will you ever be able to retire? Joe and Big Al have three simple strategies to help you get there today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 418. Plus, how long does it take to get off Medicare's monthly income-related adjustment amount, or IRMA, after your income decreases at retirement? And how do you take unknown future IRMA income limits into account when setting up your financial plan? Can you redo Social Security and stop taking benefits after claiming Social Security early? Do spousal benefits change after one spouse files for Social Security? And finally, the fellas address a few corrections they've received recently regarding Medicare and Safe Harbor 401k plans. What exactly is top-heavy anyway? Visit YourMoneyYourWealth.com and click Ask Joe and Big Al on air to send in your money questions or corrections. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Now I got Patty from New York. Hey, love the show. I'm 57, single mom, and earn 120 grand a year. I have $180,000 in IRA, 60000 in a 403B, which my employer contributes 9% of my salary annually. I own my home, which is worth a million dollars. I have two kids, ages 14 and 18. The 18-year-old is a freshman in college. I have 250 grand in a 529 plan, which should cover their college tuition. My expenses are eight grand a month which is what I take home. I'm not able to save much money. All the money in my IRAs is from past employee pension plans through work. I also have the option to contribute to a Roth 403, but haven't been able to because of my living expenses. Will I ever be able to retire? What do I need to do to get there? Thank you. Forgot the important details. What are they? Okay, here we go. Thanks, okay. Steve. All right. I still owe 180000 on my mortgage. Interest rate is 3.6. My drink of choice is Cabernet. I drive an old Honda Pilot. Okay. Okay. So yeah. she needs $8,000 a month. Yeah. So that's about 96000 a year. Call it 100 Yes, sir. We don't know. How old is she? 57? 57. Let's yeah. say 67. She's got a 403B, so I don't know if she's got a pension. She's got. She might. Yeah, but she didn't say. She's got 200000 Plus, let's go 250. We're going to go here. We're going to go 10 years. We're going to go 9% of that is 10 grand. Joe's got his calculator out. Yep. Okay. We're going to have 630 there. So she's going to need, I don't know, if you got a 403B, usually you have a pension. Yeah. So I'm not sure if Patty's got a pension or what her Social Security is going to look like. But at $8,000, $100,000, that's including a mortgage payment of a few. So let me go. She's going to be close. She's got to tone down the living expenses just a smidge. Maybe when the the younger child gets out. That's what I'm thinking, too. When the two kids move out, hopefully the expenses go down to something more manageable to make this work. Right. But you're right. We don't know Social Security or pension. And maybe there's both. Maybe there's one. Maybe there's neither. I don't know. Usually there's at least one. Right. So here's the math that that everyone needs to be taking a look at. So Patty wants to retire at some point. She doesn't even know if it's even feasible. So you got to start with a date. And let's just push it out 10 years. Right. So if she spends $8,000 a year today, $100,000, right? Then you got to inflate that a little bit with inflation over a 10-year time period. So maybe that's $130,000, right? Give or take. Mm-hmm. But then you subtract out your fixed income. So let's say she's got a pension of 20 grand and she's got another so, social security of 30,000. 
So that's 50,000 off the 130. So now you're back down, you're short 80 grand. Right. Right. And so you would take the 80,000, which would be needed from liquid investments, and we would divide that, let's say, by 4%. So she would need roughly a couple million bucks. Two million, or, or multiply by 25, if that's easier to think about it. So at $2 million, it's like, well, she's got 200,000 now, a little bit more than that. They're contributing 9% of her income. So let's say over the next 10 years, she's going to have roughly, I don't know, six, 700,000. So she's halfway home at 67. Right. So there's three things she can do, right? She can work longer, save more, spend less. Yes. Yeah. Or a combination of all three. Yeah. Or, and, or work part-time. Yeah. Work part-time. Yep. But yeah, that's what it comes down to. And, and let's say like, let's say if you do the math and it comes out to, you can, you, you'll be able to make this work if you spend 6,000 a month instead of eight. So, which means you can save more, number one. And number two is you have less that you have to produce from your liquid assets. And then maybe that works in 10 years. And if that's your, if that's what you'd like to do, then get on that plan. You just have to figure it out. And it's tricky with two kids. I, I get it. And maybe for the next few years, you you won't be able to do that, but maybe after that you will. Yeah. Right. Or maybe you maybe you have the same spending for another four years or whatever it may be. And then you reduce your spending and then you rerun your calculation. Maybe instead of working to 67, you work to 69. Yeah, there's lots of ways to skin this cap. But the good thing, Patty, for you to know is you're starting with something and you've got money being saved every every month. Or I mean, this looks okay. $120,000 of income, very good income. She's got a million dollar home. That's a huge asset. Yep. And she's already got some good savings going on, right? So if she's got time, you know, she's got one kid in school, 250000 in the 529 plan, okay? So school's taken care of. You just got to get the other kid out in four years or three years, three and a half, depending on when he started or when he graduates. Sure. It's like, all right, well, do you want to downsize? Maybe that frees up cash. You save a little bit more money. You, you do a combination of three or four different things, kind of pull some levers, and you're going to be right there. Yeah, and one more thing we didn't say, that you've got a bunch of equity in your home, presumably more in 10 years. Do you want to live there forever? Great. If not, if you want to move to another area that's a little cheaper, now you've got some extra equity that you can turn into liquid investments to, to supplement that cash flow too. All right. Have uh, Cabernet and relax. Let's go to Randy. Okay. Just, I think that's HB, which is Huntington Beach. Okay, Huntington Beach. California. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Just enrolled in Medicare, paying top level of Irma. Just retired, so income dropped. What is the process and timing of getting off Irma? That was directed to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Randy. <laughs> was that like um, little robot? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was an AI person yeah, yeah, question. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So basically what happens with what, what Irma is, is your Medicare Part B premiums. Right. And so depending on what your income is two years ago is what your premium is going to look like. Yeah. So presumably if you were working two years ago and then you retired, your income is lower now, but the premiums are based upon two years ago. So you can actually contact Social Security Administration, not Medicare, Social Security Administration and tell them your income has been reduced. And so that that's how you that's how you do it. There's lots of reasons why it could be reduced, like a marriage 
divorce, like stopping work, maybe which, which is the case here, loss of income producing property, major change or termination in your employer's pension plan, blah, blah, blah. There's things like that that will allow you to change that income from a two-year look back, but you got to go to your social security office to do that. All right. Hope that helps, Randy. Uh, Joe Bigal, return or caller here. Okay. So my Irma bracket is three hundred six thousand dollars in twenty twenty three, up from twenty eight four hundred. So, I should keep my income under the three hundred six thousand in planning for twenty twenty five to be safe. What is the twenty twenty three limits going to affect if I don't know the twenty twenty five limit? Help me understand this so I can keep my income in a comfortable bracket. Still drinking red wine, enjoy the show, keep up the humor. So Irma limits. So she's looking at, because it, what they do is they look at your income two years before to determine what your Medicare premiums are going to be. Sure. And she's asking, so do, where do I keep my income? What I don't know what where, where the income limits are going to be in 2025, so I got to do the planning this year for that. So help her understand kind of what mess this is. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. So here's the rule is the income that you had two years before affects the Medicare premiums that you're going to have to pay. So in other words, the income that you have in 2023, yes, will affect 2025, but we don't know what those limits are. You don't know them and neither do we. We just know what the 2021 limits are, right? Which is the figures that you just mentioned. So 306,000 would be the top of a bracket. And this is back in 2021. Your premium would go from 329 to 428 if you went like a dollar over. So that's $100 a month, 1200 for the year. As far as what will the brackets be in 2023, almost definitely they'll be higher because there's inflation or if there's no inflation, it's at least going to be equal. So I personally would just plan with the 306 to be safe if you have that ability. Yeah, I mean, we're splitting hairs here. I know, right, exactly. So many of the emails we receive at YMYW highlight the uncertainty that comes with planning for retirement. We don't even know what things will look like two years from now. To get a handle on what a mess this all can be and to flesh out the financial details of your retirement, click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes and download the Retirement Readiness Guide for free. Learn little known secrets about controlling your taxes in retirement, creating income to last a lifetime, how to make the most of your retirement investing strategy and much more. These seven plays will help you get retirement ready despite the uncertainties we may face with the market volatility and inflation and rising healthcare costs and the future of social security and Medicare and even those Irma income limits. It won't cost you a dime. So click that link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes, Download the free retirement readiness guide. We got Aloha. My understanding is there are two times one can stop receiving social security benefits after claiming them early. Within a 12 month of claiming, which requires paying back all benefits received within those 12 months and at full retirement age. It's my understanding, correct? If the second option is taken, is there a waiting period to file once again for benefits? Is there a man, man, um, mandatory age to file for Social Security benefits? Mahalo. Or your and time thank you for your help. time. All right. So this is Loris from Volcano, Hawaii, which is actually a town near Vol Volcano National Park. Lovely town. It's is actually... It 
you would think it's, it would be a barren wasteland near Volcano National Park, which is a barren wasteland, but it's actually in a rainforest. Wow. Very pretty. Look at you. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> yeah. I'll answer number one. Okay. If he claims or if Loris's claims, yeah, you can pay it back within 12 months. Yeah. And also, if you claim your retirement benefits before full retirement age, you have to wait till full retirement age, and then you can suspend them. And by suspending them, you'll stop receiving benefits, but you'll get those delayed retirement credits, and you can restart them up at, e- any, time. E- at every, any time. Either at age 70, if you do nothing, which is the last date to claim Social Security, right? Or you could do it sooner. And if you want to, let's say at age 67, you, you realize, okay, I need the benefits now. You just contact your Social Security office. They'll turn the benefits on. And it will be higher than it would have been because you had two years of, of delayed credits or one year or whatever, whatever the full retirement age. <clears throat> All right. We got Philip from L.A. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I love the humorous content mixed with some amazing financial knowledge. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> no mention of Big Al. <laughs> uh, well, the last one was for me. This is for you. Yeah. I live in Los Angeles and I have a question about social security for my parents. My mom is 67 and hasn't made any income in the past two years, but worked for about 10 years prior. My father is 68 and he's worked his entire adult life. They both received letters from social security with the amount that they will receive in retirement. My mom is about a thousand dollars a month at 67. My dad is close to $3,000 a month at age 70. Will the amount she is due to receive from Social Security change once my dad applies for his Social Security benefit or will stay the same for the rest of her life? Do you recommend or both of them apply at the same time? Thank you, Philip. Here's what's going to happen, Phil, is that <clears throat> she's got $1,000 a month coming at age 67. His dad's going to wait until age 70 to claim it's 3000 Sure. So the spousal benefit is going to be half of his dad's full retirement age benefit, which is probably $2,400. Yeah, it's less than the $3,000. Right. Yep. Yep. It's, it might be $2,200. So you cut that in half, it might be $1,100. Her benefit is going to be 1000 So it may not be that much different. It's going to be, yeah, a couple of bucks. So she's going to claim hers at age 67. Once he claims it at 67, they're going to take a look, and then they're going to put her benefit plus the spousal. And if it's higher, if there's going to be an adjustment, then they'll make that adjustment. Um, at that point. But no, if she claims her benefit at full retirement age, she will not be penalized on a lower benefit. Um, she can claim it as early as 62, but she's just going to receive a lower benefit. And then the spouse is going to be also lower. So if she waits until her full retirement age, I think you're splitting hairs here just because the benefits just worked out to where they were, right? If the benefits look differently, maybe you would, maybe you would, maybe if I had some more time and some calculations and more <laughs> facts, I would give advice, but just looking at the surface and spitballing this, I would yeah, say, I think you're kind of on the right track. The actual answer is to go to a financial planner, have it run through their social security analyzer to get the full answer. But it seems like mom's benefit will be roughly the same as half of your dad's benefit. So it may not matter that much. Yep. Got Jim from Dallas, Texas, your latest podcast. With Secure 2.0. Oh, you got the accent going. I do. Like it. I'm trying. Like it much. Taking advantage of that company match. In the podcast, noted that once you elect to receive the company match after tax, that it's taxable event and will have to pay taxes on the match. But when? Many companies have a vesting schedule when the employee will have to remain employed over a period of years before they can vest 
or be eligible to receive the company match. If the company match is now taxable, is it taxable in the year that you received the company match or is it taxable when the company match is fully vested? One of my favorite podcasts, keep up the good work. I drive a 2022 Honda Pilot and preferred red wine. As my doctor said, it helps keep control of my cholesterol. I have no idea. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. And, and it, it strikes me that our government hasn't really thought this out very well. Do they have to change the plan? <laughs> I'm guessing. I haven't seen any details on this. But typically, here's what I would guess, right? Without knowing the intent of the law, because I haven't read the... 1500 pages or whatever it was, is this, is that, and you're right. So if you want the employer contributions, in other words, the match part to be Roth, then you have to pay the taxes on those. But I'm guessing it's when they vest, not when they happen, but I don't know that for sure. Right. And I read somewhere that if, let's say if they don't have a Roth component in the 401k and someone elects, it's like, well, no, I mean, you don't get that. Yeah, you don't because get Because the, the plan the company has doesn't allow it, and they don't have to necessarily and, change the plan. And furthermore, I don't think a single company has this option right now because this law just passed in late December. Right. Right. Now we're in early February. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think that over the next several months, companies are going to try to do this, and they're going to run into this, and then the IRS is going to have to come up with some pronouncements on how to handle this. I'm not even sure it's been thought through, to be honest. Yeah, well, I haven't seen a vesting schedule in a match in a long time either. Well, on a safe harbor, no, but on a regular 401k, yes. Didn't we get blown up just recently, too, because we talked about top heavy and the guy's like, you're an idiot, it's not top heavy? <laughs> that was an email. that Actually, it just came in today, so it's not even on your list. Well, well I just saw you guys are idiots. We get those all the time. <laughs> I know, and I saw those are the only ones I read when they come in. <laughs> Yeah, if it's a safe harbor, I think generally there's no vesting. So you're going to pay it when it happens. But if there is a vesting schedule and non-safe harbor ones generally have a vesting schedule, right? I think, then I think it's going to be when it vests. I like you I think, I don't know. Non-safe harbor plans have vesting schedules? They don't have vesting. Did I say that backwards? Yeah. Yeah. So safe harbor plans do not have vesting, but a regular 401k plan often does have vesting. Often? Mm -hmm. I would just say may. Just be safe. <laughs> the funny thing is, is we don't see a lot of regular 401k plans anymore. Well, you, the you, giant, yeah, we you, do you, all you, the time. Well, because the bigger companies large, are not safe harbor. For large companies, yeah. But I, I guess, well, yeah. But it has to be a pretty large company for it to be that. So here's the answer. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> anything. We're not actuaries and we're not TPAs and we're not 401k administrators. What was the guy's name that blew us up? Doesn't he have some resources? He's like, here, you guys got to, you got to start over. You got to start over. That was Deborah. Or Deborah. Okay. Okay. Deborah. Thank you, yeah. Deborah. And she gave us some resources. Yeah, she did. Napa-net.org. All right. Okay. We'll study up <laughs> for next time. Or we'll just not read these 401k questions. <laughs> I've now provided that email to the fellows, so we'll cover that one momentarily. In the meantime, season nine of the Your Money, Your Wealth TV show started this past weekend. Visit the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com to watch episode one 
and download the companion guide. Joe and Big Al will walk you through the steps and strategies to turbocharge your retirement. Rally with Roth, run with risk, and put the pedal to the metal on your Social Security benefits. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app to go to the show notes, turbocharge your wealth, and to ask Joe and Big Al on air answering your money or we're trying to answer your money questions we, we do our best yeah sometimes we just blow it's, up it's spitball or, or sometimes we say what we know and we may not have complete information uh, but that's what the show is yeah we you know how best. much we prepare <laughs> i print out these questions 30 seconds before we walk down to the studio all right so we, we screwed up on some ace ACP test for safe harbor 401k plans okay what do we so deborah st louis writes in hey big al Joe and Andy, adore your podcast. All three of you are so fun and really help so many people out. I have a bit of experience in the old 401k world, so I thought I would provide some feedback to the question this week on after-tax contributions and a safe harbor plan. You are correct. You correctly told the caller that the after-tax contributions would be included in the ACP test, even if they were rolled out. Winning. Way to go, big yeah. Okay. Good job. So far, so good. Okay. So far, we got a little A-plus going here. (laughs) Okay. All right. Where am I? Oh, you mentioned the word top-heavy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think that was me. That was I I, I saw a buzzword. Did did you screw up on that? I don't know. I thought I'd throw in a a buzzword. But, you you know, 401k plans on top. I know. That's the the term we know. You sound like you know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, Which was out of context. Well, of course it was. It's a buzzword. I didn't know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) I guarantee you 95% of our listeners were like, oh, top heavy. I wonder wonder if I got that. (laughs) <laughs> what if I got a top heavy plan? Like Deborah's like, yeah, Joe's such an idiot. Totally out of context. Okay. All, All right. right. Busted. All right. Fail for me. <laughs> but um, I don't think that any harm was done. Okay. Oh, you All didn't, right. so didn't screw people up. <laughs> Vindicated. Okay. Okay. No harm, no foul. Okay. It is just an entirely different test from the ACP test. Yeah. So that's the buzz. The ACP test is yeah. what we should have said. Yeah. When you might need a friend like me, is <laughs> you said that a safe harbor plan doesn't need an ACP test. While that is normally true, it is not true if there are any participants that contribute after-tax contributions. Ooh, so I, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, so that's helpful, Deborah. Okay, I'm providing a link in the article from the esteemed organization that also points out the Treasury reg. That explains this. I just figured you might enjoy learning this. Happy learning. Thanks for all you teach us. Well, thanks, Deborah. That was my bad. I but, like just to throw out words. But that's but that's a that's a that's a nice way to correct us. You love the show. Some of what you said was like right on. Right. And then you know, there's nothing you know, just they, they, out of contact. Yeah, didn't hurt, didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> I got Deborah needs to coach me on my management style. <laughs> I wish I could. I'll say. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, boy. All and right. I will put that link to the esteemed organization into the podcast show notes yeah. so that folks can read that if they'd like. But, but I didn't. I, I thought Safe Harbor plans didn't need this test, but apparently they do if you have after tax. After tax. So that's why I learned that from Deborah. Thank yeah. you, Deborah. Because they're top heavy. <laughs> because they, apparently not. That's out of context, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, they're not top heavy. 
<laughs> whatever. It's bottom heavy. That's a, that's a whole different test for a different day. Oh man, what is, is what is top heavy? Well, I'm not even gonna I, guess. Let's not even guess because we're gonna Deborah's gonna sit it. I thought top heavy was like when the 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 people that make the most yeah me money, too. right? They want to make it even. Yeah. And so you got all the executives with they're getting the tax benefits by putting all this money. Yeah, because we see, we see this all the time that the executives then they then they have a 1099 with income because they put too much into the 401k. I thought that was top heavy too. Yeah. Maybe it's something else. So, but and then the rank and file um, that you know might be a um, doing some clerical work that's making uh, pennies on the dollar compared to the executive is not contributing to the plan. So all the t- the, the top execs yeah are. Top heavy, which is why I thought that most firms that could switch to a safe harbor, so they wouldn't have to worry about that. But now there's a little wrinkle. If you have after-tax money allowed, then you got to so, do uh, this. If, she, if she's in the biz, maybe she could set up our 401k plan. Yeah, because we don't. Our our, our provider you know, our, doesn't doesn't think you can do after-tax, and we've said yes, you can. I'm in the business. No. I understand this very well. Well, that no, I was no, on top heavy. No, you can't. We just <laughs> check with legal. It's impossible. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. Well, thanks, Deborah. If you guys want to write in, give us questions, give us comments, give us feedback. Um, you know, anything you want is fair game. We got thick skin. Yeah, you we know. do. I don't care. Yeah. We haven't gotten a one star lately. Hopefully, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Keep trying, Joe. Yeah. It'll come. It's about statistics, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. All right. Another correction, big Al. Got a lot of corrections this week. Yep. This one comes from very legally. From uh yeah, Steve, Steve O. Steve from Vegas. Las Vegas. Andy Last, Joseph Anderson. Wait, right? <laughs> it's got all our names, then Pure Financial, then your money, your wealth radio show, and then info at purefinancial.com, preceded by the date. And at the very top. <laughs> we were thinking, oh, this is an attorney. Where's the word subpoena? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm referring to the YMYW live podcast at 6 a.m. on Saturday, February 4th, okay, 2023. You, you got that figured out? Yeah. Um, recall a married listener who sent a letter into YMYW. W of the couple is employed. The couple enjoys health insurance provided by W's company in that insurance covers both husband and wife. H of the couple is over 65 and not employed. The question revolved around whether H can delay enrollment in Medicare. Okay. I th- I sort of remember that. I think uh, this might've been Jim from Santa Cruz. Anytime there's a Medicare question, I ju- just totally like, <laughs> yeah. <just> don't know. <laughs> Start thinking about, you know, previous listeners drink of choice. <laughs> Got it. What kind of car they drive. Yes. What they're doing. Uh-huh. All right. You mentioned that the company, though which the health insurance is made available, must have twenty or more employers. That is correct. Yeah, it is. Big L. Boom. It is again. correct. To, to to delay signing up at age six. All right. However, you failed to mention something, sir. Okay. That is very important. Okay. All right. What was it? Uh, the health plan must provide credible drug coverage. Most health plans do not. Do. Well, oh, they most, do. Most yeah. health plans do. But a minority of health plans provide drug coverage, which does not meet the Medicare test. How do you find out? Ask your human resources department, drug plan, benefits manager, or outside contractor, which manages insurance coverage for the company. 
in every September, covered individuals who are over age 65 and enrolled in the drug plan associated with this company's health insurance should receive a notice from the employer or plan informing the covered person if the drug coverage is credible. Creditable. Let's take a little nap, right? Okay, we get it. Okay. Is there anything else we want to talk? Thank you, <laughs> Steve. Well, you can read the story about Medicare enrollment from Duke, and in parentheses, John Wayne, in Knoxville, Tennessee, on the next page. Okay. But, hey, uh, John, appreciate that. So, yeah, just that was Steve. That was Steve. 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 All right. That's good. Actually, I didn't know that either. Good info. I've been uh, been schooled twice already. Trying to get to drug coverage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, oh, this is Steve. I listen to YMYW online on News Radio AM 600 Kogo, San Diego. Online. Yeah. I do not drink alcohol beverages and I use public transportation. Cool. Love you. And love your program. All right. Well, that's a very nice way to end. All right. More of that managing from beneath. More there managing from, from beneath. beneath. Okay. He's he's giving you the nice stuff and and the and the critique oh, all at the same got time. Got it. Got it. Managing from beneath. It's like <laughs> like in this beneath where. <laughs> beneath authority. Down the under the rank and file managing the managers under, under yes. something under like underground <laughs> <laughs> like a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I want to share my experience regarding your spitball of delaying Medicare enrollment from Jim from Santa Cruz at the end of show 416. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. I turned <laughs> 65 in 2022 enrolling in Medicare part a disqualified contributions to my high deductible health savings account. After reaching and visiting to the local SSA office, I accepted their statement to avoid premium penalties. I must enroll in Medicare with my enrollment period three months before three months after my 65th birthday. I explained my Social Security Medicare situation, including delay SSA enrollment to age 70 to receive the higher benefit and continue my employer health coverage for myself and my wife. To avoid the premium penalty, I was instructed to only enroll in premium-free Medicare Part A hospitalization. Everything was great until January. When I was notified by the HDHP, I no longer qualified for contributions to my high-deductible HSA. Yeah, the age of 65, Duke. Yep. That, that we do know. Yeah. Our health insurance coverage continues, and we can brokerage account the HSA contributions. The only thing really I lost was a $3,000-a-year employer HSA contribution. The lesson is to ask everything you can think of when dealing with the Social Security offices. They often have their own misunderstandings of the complications created by the government-controlled regulations. <laughs> Got it. Yes, I agree. I agree with that, too. And I, I would go even one step further. And the reason is because this is really, really complicated stuff, and not everyone understands it all. I would take what Social Security tells you, but I would do some of my own research just to make sure you believe it's correct. Okay. And that's not a dig on Social Security people because Ooh. it is very complicated. I mean, and they can't give advice. No. So people are asking for advice and they're like, well, I can just tell you what the rule is. Yeah, right, right. So, well, what do you think? How about this circumstance? <laughs> what would you do? But, you know, that's why you go, go to us. We'll spitball it for you. Yeah. And be right. <laughs> 50 Plus of the, time. the time. Yeah. It's like that sex, sex panther. Um, what? Uh, sex panther cologne. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
half the time you 50 percent of the time it works 100 percent of the time <laughs> got it it's ron burgundy i think that's oh that came from him yeah it's a great movie yeah well idol town crier their slogan is most of the news some of the time <laughs> there you go all right that's it for us see you next time show's called your money one Joe's chest cold and volunteering to get away from the office and the derails at the end of the episode, so stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW, tell your friends to follow the podcast, and leave your honest ratings and reviews for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and any other podcast app that accepts them. That includes Audible, Amazon, CastBox, Good Pods, Pandora, Player FM, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podknife, Spotify, and Stitcher. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 and schedule a free financial assessment in person at one of our seven offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies that will help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast. It does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. We do have a day job. Yeah, that's true. And a life. Yes. A lot of people, you know, this is their day job. Yeah. This is just kind of like fun. Right. Yeah. We, we're this, just trying to have a little volunteering. This is, yeah, this is a, a little break time for us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to deal with employees. Forget <laughs> about stand-up desks. Right. Or not, not cleaning up the rice in the break room. Yeah. We, we got scolded <laughs> by our front desk people on Monday. The whole firm got scolded. Put your dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Uh, that's why Andy works from home. Is <laughs> that right? I got this chest cold. Yeah, well, you know, you've got little kids, which means you'll be sick a lot, which also means, and they linger, right? They, it just lingers. I don't, I'm, I'm never sick. You know, I, and if I do, I kind of play hurt. No biggie. Yeah, understand. These kids. Which is like germ. I, I know it's, it's it's a whole new ball game when you have little kids. It's like what the? <laughs> my God, the kid is just constantly sniffling, and I'm like, God. and then now, chest cold, right? There yep. you go. Yeah, hacking I mean, all over the radio. I know. You know, but uh, you know. So I, I apologize. You know, <laughs> few, the voice comes off a little, yeah, s- strange. A few years from now, you're going to be golden. You're going to have all these antibodies. I thought I would be immune sick. already. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be at least 18 years. <laughs> well, at least 75. You're going to be into everything. That's right. Be you'll, you'll be good. And then you get sick for something else. <laughs> I am referring. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. God. Andy's just grinding me today, <laughs> making me just keep going and going and going. Yeah, right. All I want to do is crawl into bed. That was my mother's birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, Ruth. February 4th. Good yeah. for her. Happy birthday, Ruthie. Yeah. She had a good time. Let me tell you. Was she here? She's here. She, okay. Oh, she's yep. here now. Yes, okay. Uh, Very cool. Yep.